Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Professional Sports Talk. As always, I'm your host, Jack Murphy. As I'm sure most of you guys are aware, the NFL Draft is tomorrow, Thursday, April 28th. It is currently Wednesday, April 27th, so that means I'm going to be doing my final mock draft on this episode. I'm sorry that I haven't had as much content for you guys recently. I've just had a lot going on between final projects of school. There's some tests that I've got to do. Finals are coming up, so I've had a lot on my plate. I hope you guys understand. Um, if you guys do enjoy the content, be sure to let me know. Just follow that Instagram account at Professional Sports Talk because over the summer I will be producing a lot more videos and content and podcasts for you guys. There's going to be a lot of announcements coming up about my YouTube channel. I might be rebranding soon. Uh, this might not be Professional Sports Talk for too much longer, but. I hope you guys can look forward to all of that. I'll announce details about all that in the next coming weeks. I'm not sure when all that stuff's going to come out. But either way, stay tuned because Professional Sports Talk's going to have a lot of changes coming up. I'm very excited and I hope you guys are too. Now, before I get into this mock draft, I want to say that this isn't a mock draft of the scenario that I think is going to or It's more so what I think the teams are going to do. It's not so much what I would do if I were the teams. So just keep that in mind as I go through this mock draft because there are a lot of drastic changes happening. Even in the past week, odds have shifted drastically of who's going to go number one overall, uh, who's going to go number two overall, all those types of things. So I have a very receiver heavy first round um, and I might have a surprise to some of you guys at the number one overall pick so let's get right into it number one overall the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trayvon Walker edge from Georgia I just think that they really love his upside this is a team playing for the future also with the recent increase in uh Excuse me, with the recent increase in interest, there has been a dramatic shift in odds for in his favor for going number one overall. And I think that it's not necessarily as crazy as some people are making it out to see. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it would be an absolute disaster if they took him over Hutchinson at one. But I really think that his floor is a lot higher than people realize. He's got really good versatility. Um, that arm length is just... He has so many traits and abilities you just can't teach and whether it be arm length his explosiveness um, how he tested he's just an absolute freak and he can develop into one of the league's best pass rushers if given some time so i really think that the jacksonville jaguars are going to go trayvon walker with the number one overall pick this leaves the lions pretty much sprinting up to submit their card and take Aiden Hutchinson at number two. It's just a perfect fit for what they're doing, how they play, that culture there. He gets to stay in the state of Michigan. So I really just think Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions would be an excellent fit there. At number three, with Kayvon Thibodeau still being on the board, I think the Houston Texans would pull the trigger there. I could definitely see them going with Ahmad Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley here, but I really think there's just much more value going with an edge defender here. I also think that they want that cornerstone of their defense like TJ Watt. I'm not saying that he's going to be like TJ Watt, but he's a player that's going to sell jerseys. He's going to bring a lot more attention and hype to this team. And I think he's going to have a bigger impact than a guy like Gardner or Stingley in this position. So at number three, the Houston Texans take Kayvon Thibodeau. That means three edge rushers go number one, two, and three. And I really think that's going to that's gonna be what ends up happening in this year's draft. At number four, I have the New York Jets. And this is also probably going to be a surprise to some of you guys. I have the New York Jets taking the tackle Iki Aquanu. Um, again, could really see 
Sauce Gardner going here or Derek Stingley, but I really think the fit of a Quanu is just so good to pass up on here. It's too good to pass up on here. Um, I think he's going to come in and be an absolute dominant run blocker day one. He can and will improve in his pass protection, but I really think in this map, Mike LaFleur, just LaFleur scheme in general, um, I think they're not going to be able to pass up on someone this talented, as I said, especially with how dominant he is in the run game. I really think he fits that zone scheme that they're going to want to run there. And they've already shown a ton of interest in this guy. I really think if he's there for him, they're going to pull the trigger at Iki Aquanu to be the first tackle taken off the board. I could really see him starting off at guard and making a transition to tackle or just straight up starting at tackle right away and being a damn good run blocker. So I really like that fit there. At number five, again, another sprint the card up to the podium situation. The New York Giants take Ahmad Sauce Gardner, cornerback from Cincinnati. I think this would be an absolute steal for the Giants here, and it gives them a really seamless transition once Bradbury is most likely going to be gone after this season. Should be a staple in their defense for many years to come, and I really like that fit of Ahmad Sauce Gardner going to the New York Giants at five. At number six, I have the Carolina Panthers taking Kenny Pickett. Again, this is drastically different from what I would do in this scenario. I'd be looking at guys like Evan Neal or even Charles Cross here. Maybe even adding a guy like Derek Stingley to an already loaded cornerback group. But regardless, I think they're going to go Kenny Pickett here because... Obviously, we know the connection between, uh, I'm forgetting his name right now, but I remember his last name, Tepper, their owner. He went to the University of Pittsburgh. He's got a connection there. Um, I also know that Matt Rule was recruiting Kenny Pickett when he was over at Temple, so there's that connection there. Um, in addition, Rule is very much on the hot seat. We all already know that. He knows he needs to win now. And in the very least, this gives them more insurance, even if Sam Darnold starts, they have a viable backup or someone that can step in and take over that starting job, hopefully win them some games and save the job of Matt Rule. In addition to the connection to David Tepper, I just really think that they're going to go Kenny Pickett here at six. At number seven, this leaves the New York Giants with another just absolute steal. I think they'd be running up to the podium to make this pick. Evan Neal. He's got great vers versatility. He can play at either guard spot. He can play at either tackle spot. Um, and he's just going to be a great tackle for a long time to come opposite of Andrew Thomas, giving their hopefully franchise quarterback in Daniel Jones more time in the pocket and a lot less excuses to make for him. At number seven, I have the Atlanta Falcons taking Jamison Williams. We all need know they need receiver very desperately. I have Jamison Williams going as the first receiver off the board here, mostly because I think they don't need him to contribute immediately. This team is not playing for this year. I fully expect him to have a top five pick next year. They're going to be a very uncompetitive football team, and I don't think they need that immediate contribution from Jamison Williams. So I think they're going with more of the long-term pick here, and Jamison Williams, who once healthy, I think will be the best receiver in this year's draft. I think they take Jamison Williams for all those reasons. At number nine, the Seattle Seahawks is a team that desperately needs pass rush. And with Jermaine Johnson still on the board, I think they're going to take this cornerstone player on their team. For a long time to come, again, they desperately need pass rush. He's going to be very good. And I just think from a value standpoint, this is the best pick they can make here. Uh, this is a team that has a whole bunch of needs. Edge rusher is obviously a very important position. And I don't think they're going to love any of these quarterbacks here. I think they'd rather just take Jermaine 
who's more of a surefire hit and have him be a cornerstone in their defense for many years to come. At number 10, the New York Jets are back on the clock. I think they're going to take wide receiver Garrett Wilson here. He's arguably the most pro-ready receiver in this year's draft and will help Zach Wilson tremendously. He needs a few more weapons there. I think he complements Elijah Moore's skill set very well. They've got two guys that can run routes very well, separate pretty well from their receivers, and I think Zach Wilson's going to appreciate it tremendously. At number 11, I have the Washington Commanders taking Drake London. He's a lot like Michael Pittman out of U- who came out of USC just a few years ago. Um, we saw how successful Michael Pittman was last year in the Indianapolis Colts system with Carson Wentz. I think they're going to go for a similar approach here with Mike or excuse me, with Drake London and Again, very similar skill sets. I think he pairs very well with Carson Wentz's skill sets. And this is a team that could use one more receiver. Um, So I really like that fit of Drake London here at 11 to the Washington Commanders. At number 12, again, this is just a run the card up to the podium situation. The Minnesota Vikings are going to take Derek Stingley, cornerback, from LSU. I think this is pretty much his floor of where this goes. I feel like this is where the slip absolutely has to stop. He's just too talented. He's got too many just really good characteristics of what you want to see in a modern NFL cornerback today. And we know the Vikings have been trying time and time again to get this cornerback position right. I really think that the connection between Patrick Peterson, that LSU connection of Derek Stingley, I really think that this would just be a perfect scenario for Vikings fans. And I think they're extremely pleased of me you know, a Bears fan who's biased and doesn't like these guys, giving them Derek Stingley at number 12. At number 13, in addition to Kayvon Thibodeau, the Houston Texans add Kyle Hamilton to their defensive side of the ball. I really just think this is the best player available situation. This team needs everything. Kyle Hamilton's going to be an immediate contributor, con- contributor, excuse me, and he's going to be on this team for a long time to come. He's going to be the the best safety in this draft class. There's not really a doubt in my mind. And again, this is just the best player available for a team that has a whole bunch of needs. Kyle Hamilton would immediately contribute and be good for very, very, very long time to come. At number 14, I have the Baltimore Ravens taking Jordan Davis. Um, A lot of people have this mocked, and for good reason. He's just a great fit in Baltimore. You can put him in the middle of that defensive line. Just He doesn't have to be an immediate pass rusher. He can be a day one very good run stuffer and he can just create havoc for other players to find success around him we know how much they like to blitz i really think that if you're blitzing and you just can't double jordan davis he's going to be extremely disruptive even if he's not getting to the quarterback himself he's going to free up lanes for tons of other players and again i just think the fit here is absolutely phenomenal for number 14 baltimore ravens taking jordan davis at number 15 the Philadelphia Eagles are taking Traylon Burks. Again, I think he's a very nice fit for this offense. I think he can take a lot of screen balls. He can take a lot of sweeps in this very run-heavy offense that's going to want to spread the ball and use their speed on the perimeter. Um, he's got a really good frame to run block as well in this system that, again, is probably going to be very run-heavy. He gives a lot of different skill sets than some of the other receivers already on this team. I know some people have been mocking him, guys like Chris Olave, but I just feel like that his skill set is too similar to a guy like Devontae Smith, to a guy like Jalen Rager. I feel like they want that bigger body slot receiver that can really, you know, like I said, take the screen balls, 
take sweeps, uh, even run block. And I just really like the fit here with Traylon Burks going to the Philadelphia Eagles. At number 16, I have the New Orleans Saints taking Chris Olave. Again, just a different skill set from Michael Thomas. They're both very silky smooth route runners. I like the Ohio State connection. Um, but... I just think he's going to help out Jameis Winston tremendously. He can create separation immediately. He's got a lot of Justin Jefferson to his to his game, excuse me, which is how smooth he is with his hips, how fluid he is, and how easy he can get out of breaks. And it all contributes to his route running, which is some of the best in this class. He's personally my favorite receiver in this draft class. That is different from the best. He's just my favorite. And I think this would be an instant fit with a team that desperately needs another receiver opposite of Michael Thomas. So New Orleans Saints taking Chris Olave at number 16. At number 17, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. And this might be a little bit of a boring pick, but I have them taking Trent McDuffie. He really fits their cover three heavy zone scheme. Even though some people think they're going to play a little more man-to-man -man this year with the money they just spent on JC Jackson and the capital they spent on Asante Samuel last year. Um, I just really think in this division, you can never have enough corners. Uh, people are saying he's possibly the most well-rounded corner in this draft. And I also think he can be a very elite safety. So there's a lot you can do with this guy. He can fit this scheme very, very well. I really think this coaching staff is going to like what they see in him. And again, it's not a bad thing to have three very vi viable starting corners, especially in, in this division when you're going to be playing Patrick Mahomes, all the weapons he has. Obviously, Russell Wilson's on the Broncos now with all those very good receivers. And then not to mention Derek Carr with Devontae Adams now. I think this would just be a very good pick here. I also heavily considered them taking Devin Lloyd here. Uh, mostly because Kenneth Murray has practically been a bust his first, what is he, two years in the league now. Um, I really think they could use a very good middle linebacker presence. Um, I really thought Bobby Wagner would have been a good fit for them there. It's the same reason why I think they could definitely take Devin Lloyd here. I just like McDuffie a little more in this scheme, and I think this coaching staff is going to like him a little more as a fit as well. At number 18, so this is where Devin Lloyd goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Tons of people have been mocking this. Um, I know they don't like to take linebackers in the first round, but that doesn't mean they won't. Uh, it's just a huge need for them at the linebacker position, and Devin Lloyd is by far the best stand-up linebacker in this draft. He'd fit an immediate need, and he's arguably the best player available at this point in the draft because I truly think he's a top-10 prospect in this year's draft. At number 19, I have the New Orleans Saints taking Malik Willis. Yes, uh, kind of a stunner here. Um, I just think that if Malik is here, I truly don't think that this was their plan. I don't think this is why they traded up in this year's draft and why they have two first round picks here. I don't think they're planning on taking a quarterback, but I also think if Malik Willis falls in their lap here, and especially knowing that the Pittsburgh Steelers most likely want him on the very next pick, I think they're going to take him here because they need future plans beyond Jameis Winston. He probably won't start a game this year, but that's okay. You can have him sit behind Jameis, develop, and then you've hopefully got your future franchise guy there. Um, I really think this coaching staff is going to like him, and I think he's going to pair well with a lot of the stuff they already have set out there. Don't forget, this Saints team is still a very talented team, and they could certainly make a playoff push with Jameis Winston and the rest of their guys healthy. So I think Malik Willis just gives them good insurance and possibly a franchise quarterback in the future. 
At number 20, with Malik Willis being off the board for the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously there's extreme interest in them. I could definitely see them trading up to secure him. But I don't. I didn't want to go through trades in this process because I thought it was going to be too complicated, too complex, and just not really worth the time and effort. So at number 20, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Charles Cross. This would be an absolute steal for the Steelers, uh, no pun intended. But they need O-line help. Charles Cross... There's not a whole lot of places before this where I really think he could go. And you could argue that he could go the very pick before to the New Orleans Saints who do need a new left tackle. You could almost just switch these picks and I could definitely see something like that happening. I could definitely see the Saints taking Charles Cross as their left tackle of the future with Teron Armstead moving on. And I could definitely see the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Malik Willis this very pick. You know, the more I say it out loud, that kind of makes more sense. Um... So yeah, let's just switch it. Let's just have New Orleans Saints taking Charles Cross at 19. Let's have the Pittsburgh Steelers take Malik Willis at 20, who's already, you know, shown significant interest in the Steelers. The Steelers have shown significant interest in him. And it's pretty clear and obvious that Mitch Trubisky isn't going to be their franchise guy there. Malik could even end up starting at some point in the year in this scenario because I just don't think Mitch Trubisky's going to be a very popular guy in that locker and not even in that locker room because people love him in the locker room but amongst fans amongst coaching staffs i don't really think they're going to fall in love with mitchell trubisky and malik willis at least ceiling wise is much higher than mitchell trubisky right now so at number 21 uh so again at number 19 i have the new orleans saints taking charles cross tackle out of mississippi state to replace teron armstead i think that'd make a lot more sense and it'd give Jameis just more win-now opportunities between Alave and Cross. I think that'd be a perfect scenario for them. And the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Malik Willis at 20. So at 21, I have the New England Patriots taking Sky Moore, receiver out of Western Michigan. I absolutely love Sky Moore. If you've been listening to this podcast the past few weeks, you already know that. Um, he's just got everything you need in a receiver. Uh, sure, he's a little small, but his weight makes up for it. He's 5'10", 195 pounds, got freakishly long arms. He's got 10-inch hands, which is the biggest out of any receiver at the combine. He's just freaky, and he's got a really good release package. He makes really good routes. He can play outside or in the slot, and he's honestly very, very good at both. And I can't remember who it was. I really wish I could right now, but I think... It was Mike Renner at PFF. It might have been Sam Motson. It was one of the PFF guys compared him to Julian Edelman, but just a little bit tweaked up, a little bit faster, a little bit freakier built. And there's a lot of that in Sky Moore, and I love that comparison. The more I think about it, I think him going to New England would just be perfect. And I think Bill Belichick, knowing that Sky Moore has a quarterback background, I it's exactly the way that Julian Edelman did. I think he's going to absolutely love that. And I think this would be an absolute phenomenal pick for the New England Patriots who do, do need some more wide receiver help for their franchise quarterback in Mac Jones. At number 22, I have the Green Bay Packers taking George Pickens receiver out of Georgia. I know this is kind of a polarizing player. Some players, or excuse me, some people are a lot higher on Pickens than others. Me personally, I, I love Pickens. I think he's going to be an excellent receiver at the next level. But it's more so the skill set he brings to the table. He is one of these guys that can be a true X wide receiver at the next level. We know how badly Green Bay needs receivers. And I'm not saying he's just going to come in and replace Devontae Adams. But in terms of skill set, in terms of size, in terms of how he can play with Aaron Rodgers, I really think that this is a receiver that's going to fit their wants and needs very well. 
At number 23, I have the Arizona Cardinals taking George Karloftis. Again, this would be just a great pick for the Arizona Cardinals. They need a guy to replace Chandler Jones on the outside. Karloftis, Karloftis excuse me, gives them an impactful day one starter. He can develop into a very, very good guy. Um, he's just so solid. He's got really strong hands. He's an absolute maniac. I've already talked about him extensively in my defensive end rankings episode but i mean the dude is just a freak he's got a really high motor and i really think he pairs with the rest of this defense very very well at number 24 i have the dallas cowboys selecting tyler linderbaum this is again kind of a situation of just best player available the cowboys don't truly don't have too many holes um and with so many receivers gone I think their next big needs are really edge and O-line, but it feels a little bit early for that next tier of edge players, whether it be uh, Mafe or Arnold, how the fuck you say that guy's name from Penn State. Um, one of those guys, it just feels a little bit early for me. I also don't really love David, David Ojabo here because I think this is a team that wants to win now and won't really have the patience for him to come back after, you know, missing half the year or whatever it's going to end up being. I just think Tyler Linderbaum is just too good of a prospect to pass up on here and we know how much the dallas cowboys love drafting o-line um he's got guard and center versatility so he can play at tons of different positions in the line and again it's just you can't go wrong with this pick it's the safest pick to make here and i think the dallas cowboys would take taylor taylor tyler linderbaum in this situation at number 25 i have the buffalo bills taking andrew booth jr they still need another corner to play across from tredavious white levi wallace as we know is solid but he has had some injury concerns and sort of like what i said with the chargers you can always use more cornerbacks especially in this afc when you're going to be competing with teams like the chiefs the chargers the broncos the Raiders, all those types of teams, you're, you're going to need more corners. And I really think that Andrew Booth Jr. is someone that's going to fit their scheme very well. At number 26, I have the Tennessee Titans selecting Tyler Smith tackle from Tulsa. Um, the Titans need line help. It's really not that complicated, especially at the tackle spots. Tyler Smith can come in, start immediately, and potentially even develop into a premier starter. So I really like that fit there. Um, I also considered take your, taking Trevor Penning here, uh, mostly because I really like what Penning would, how he'd fit with Mike Vrabel, that just nasty attitude he carries about him. So I really think it's like half one way, six, six and, or excuse me, half a dozen one way, six the other. I, I, I mean, it's just pick your flavor here. If you like Trevor Penning here more, um, yeah, that's fine. You can scratch off Tyler Smith, go Trevor Penning, and it's a very similar pick. But I just think Tyler Smith is a little more refined. I think they're going to like him a little more. Um, he's a little bit better of a run blocker. So I really just think that they're going to go with Tyler Smith here. At number 27, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting Kenyon Green. Uh, with Alex Kappa retiring, they just need one more guard spot to fill out, and this team is ready to roll. They already got... Um, what's his face they already got Shaq Mason on the other guard position so we know that Brady's one weakness is he can't really handle pressure up the interior because he's you know he's pretty immobile he can't really roll out when it's on the edge it's a little easier for him to deal with because he can step up in that pocket so address that need take Kenyon Green here again kind of the similar situation with Trevor Penny and Tyler Smith if you want to put um what's that player's name if you want to put 
Zion Johnson in the spot, go ahead. I just think Kenyon Green's a little bit better of a true guard, especially at the position they're missing. So I really think that they would go Kenyon Green in this situation. At number 28, I have the Green Bay Packers back on the clock, and I have them taking a little bit of a controversial one probably, but I have them taking Edge from Houston, Logan Hall. This dude's got good versatility. They're missing Zadarius Smith. Um, I really think he can replace him there, and I think they're going to want to add to this D-line, especially when they've had so much trouble slowing down some of these teams that just run very heavy power run schemes. Um, I think that Logan Hall, with his versatility, being able to line up inside or on the edge is going to match what the Green Bay Packers want to do very well, especially already addressing their need at receiver. And again, this is still like... Despite receiver not having many receivers, this isn't a team with too many holes. So I really think that Logan Hall would be a great fit there. At number 29, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. And again, this would be another sprint the card up to the podium, in my, in my opinion. I have the Kansas City Chiefs taking Daxton Hill to safety out of Michigan. They've needed safety help for quite some time now. Daniel Sorensen played just terrible ball last year it looks like tyron's tyron matthew isn't coming back so gives him a good safety there that can do a whole lot um he can be a good free safety he's not as good as strong but i mean he can do a whole lot for you he can put a little slot i considered putting daxton hill to the green bay packers just the pick before and then jalen petrie to the chiefs here but i really think the packers would go logan hall over Daxton and just because they already have Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos uh, whereas the Kansas City Chiefs desperately need safety and if Daxton Hill was here in this scenario I think they'd absolutely pull the trigger on that at number 30 I had the Kansas City Chiefs taking Devontae Wyatt uh, the defensive tackle from Georgia this is again kind of just a little bit of best player available but a little bit of the team needs um they could definitely use another guy next to chris jones um frank clark wasn't too effective last year i really think they just want to add to this d line be able to slow down some of the quarterbacks in their division like i already mentioned earlier they don't really need corner i considered that here for him too but i just didn't really like the value of it i just really like the value of Devonte wyatt a lot more and i think in this scenario they would go with that pick at number 31 this is where zion johnson goes to the cincinnati Bengals. again we all know what cincinnati one needs to improve on cincinnati's got a very damn good football team they made it to the super bowl for a reason um i just think zion johnson would be a very good fit here and would give more protection to joe burrow at number 32 sorry if you can hear my dogs barking but i'm about to be done here so i'm just gonna ride it out actually no i'm not you know what? i'm gonna pause this i'm gonna pause this really quick <laughs> I was going to try and ride that out, but then I realized it wasn't worth it. So, we are on the very last pick of this NFL mock draft. The Detroit Lions are back on the clock with the very last pick of the first round. And I have them taking a little bit of a swing here and have them going Desmond Ritter, the quarterback from Cincinnati. Again, this is a guy you don't need to start immediately. He's got all the traits that you want in a franchise quarterback. He's got the arm talent. He's got the speed. Um... He's got experience, a ton of experience at the college level. We haven't always seen a steady improvement as we really want to see in this pro these prospects. But I mean, to me, that's very similar to what happened with Justin Herbert. We were expecting Justin Herbert to always take this leap. And, you know, each year it didn't really happen. He was kind of just the same prospect. But there's nothing wrong with that. And if he ends up in the right situation, which I think this could be, because you you know you don't need him to start immediately. You still have a competent starter in Jared Goff, and then 
whenever he's ready to take the reins, you might have a franchise quarterback in Desmond Ritter, who again has all the tools in the world. Now, I just want to say really quickly before I wrap up this episode, I mentioned at the beginning of it that there were going to be some changes coming to professional sports talk that I am going to be announcing a ton of stuff soon, and I'm going to be working on all of it during this summer. So I guess I can just tell you guys uh, a little sneak peek of what I'm planning to do. So starting this summer, I'm going to be rebranding from Professional Sports Talk to Murphy's Latest. Uh, yeah, I'm using my own name, whatever. Fucking judge me if you want. Um, everyone calls me Murphy anyways, so I figured it'd be a little more catchy. Um, I'm trying to make it a lot more personal. I'm trying to get a lot more involved with you guys, the audience. Um, I'm going to be doing stuff like live streams. I'm going to be really going into the YouTube side of things. I'm really going to be trying figuring out how to edit my videos better, how to make these podcasts more appealing with proper intros and outros, and really just going to be diving into all of it, seeing how it goes. Um, I've got a long time until I'm going to be back in school this summer. Um, I'm getting off in... When is my school over? I'm off in like two weeks and then I'm not going to be back in school till like September. So I've got a lot of time to test things out. Sorry, that clap was probably really loud for you guys. Um, I've got a lot of new time to try things out, um, see what programs work, see what programs don't. Um, I'm currently in the process of looking up tons of editing softwares, uh, where to get started and all this stuff. Um, anyways, let me know what you guys think of all that. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions, I would love to hear them. I'm sure most of you guys already have my number. If not, then again, just reach out to me at Professional Sports Talk for now, uh, even though that will be changed fairly soon to Murphy's Latest. Um, I'm going to see what I can do as far as thumbnails, graphic design, all that shit. So that's really going to be getting going once I'm done with school. So don't expect to see any changes in the next couple weeks, but hopefully after that, I'll be getting all that off the ground. Um, let me know if you guys are excited to see that. I know I'm really excited about it personally. I'm hoping that we can see this channel grow over the summer and really get exposure. I'm really looking forward to covering the next NFL season under these circumstances. And hopefully by then, um, it'll just be you know, so natural and come very easy to me. And I already have those few months of experience dealing with these softwares, dealing with YouTube, um, you know, editing these, these, uh, episodes, they're more appealing. They have a proper intro, a proper outro, all that type of shit. Um, hopefully I can get that all figured out by then. So by the time the football season really does start, I can get, you know, just all things rolling. Um, really make this more of an immersive experience for you guys really want you guys to just i don't want it to feel like a chore of the, of any one of my audience members that they listen to me just because i'm a friend and they want to support um obviously that's awesome everyone that is doing that i fucking love you for that that's awesome and i can't express enough appreciation for that but i really just want it to be an experience where you're just watching my videos because you actually enjoy them you're actually learning from them you genuinely want to learn more about the sport you genuinely want help on betting you genuinely you know, just want to hear me each and every single week. So hopefully we get to that point eventually. Again, um, going to be working on that pretty much all summer. So let me know what you guys think about all that. Uh, let me know what you guys think about this mock draft by reaching out to me. Again, follow the Instagram at Professional Sports Talk for my constant live updates and analysis of this draft because it does start at 5 p.m. tomorrow. Um, I do have class at 5.30, so... I don't really know how that's going to work out, but I'm probably just going to pull the old, you know, throw a hoodie on, put one of my AirPods in and watch it beneath my desk because obviously the grind doesn't stop. I need to watch this fucking draft. I'm, I've been talking about it for like three goddamn months, so 
yeah, have to watch it. Very excited to see that go down. But regardless, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you guys think of the future of professional sports talk or Murphy's latest, if I should call it that. Um, yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Peace out. I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you.